0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com laptopgo laptop go for more details. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. You're locked on Warriors Daily Golden State Warriors podcast. I'm Danny Lurie, your host, and so happy to bring you your team every day. This is certainly a a different episode of the show than I would have anticipated even with knowing that there was a significant game going on today with the Wizards. The Warriors did lose 112-108 in Washington. Though the big story as of right now and it's frustrating to talk about because it's at least partially largely unresolved is what's going on with Kevin Durant. Durant was injured by Zaza Pachulia falling into him, pushed to a degree thrown down by Marcin Gortat just about 2 minutes into the game today in Washington. The re- preliminary reporting is that it is a hyperextended knee, that's what Warriors PR put out during the game. They're going to do an MRI on Wednesday and we will find out what the deal is and the news right before i was about to record this as i was shutting down twitter to record was that the warriors actually have changed course and instead of signing jose calderon and keeping him for the year they are going to instead sign former warrior matt barnes to fill that spot barnes was recently cut by the sacramento kings after a supremely strange contract situation where they signed him this summer to a two-year contract one year and a player option and then cut him about halfway through the first year so he's getting paid a lot of money already by sacramento and many especially considering espn's ramon shelburne is reporting that it is a rest of the season contract rather than a 10-day that that is in some way indicative that kevin durant is going to be out a long time I am not willing to make that statement because small forward was already a weak spot for the Warriors and in some ways even more so than point guard because they can't handle anything in Durant's absence at all, whereas at point guard, they can get shot creation from other guys. Draymond Green had 14 assists in the game tonight. That's a good example of it. Durant certainly helps with that when he's healthy, but they just do not have bodies that or they feel comfortable playing at small forward. Patrick McCaw has done it for spurts, but he's thin for even guarding twos, so putting him on threes, Clay Thompson, that's pushing him out of his comfort zones. Steph Curry guarded Otto Porter for stretches of this game. That's not really the best use of his abilities as well. So they needed somebody for that role. It's one of the many reasons why I was critical of them keeping so many centers on roster. And it looks like what they're going to do right now, Chris Haynes, also VSPN, reported that the Warriors are going to honor their commitment to Jose Calderon. They're going to pay him his contract and then cut him and then sign Matt Barnes It is a benefit of being so far under the luxury tax that the Warriors can do that, generate goodwill, not only with Calderon, but with his agent and honoring the promise that they made. But they couldn't physically sign him until they had gone through until he cleared waivers, which he had not yet done. So that's how this whole procedure happens. And then they will they'll sign Matt Barnes that that can be done relatively quickly. And. It's a crazy circumstance that doesn't really happen very often where a team can't sign a guy right away and actually sign somebody beforehand. But considering it's just Joe Lacob's money, if the Warriors are cool with that, they're not going to have to pay luxury tax on it or anything. So no real problem on that end, and it makes them look good to teams and as the Warriors will be theoretically a candidate not only for minimum level free agents for years to come, but also for buyout guys to go through that process and to say, hey, yeah, we're not going to give you the opportunity that you expected, but at least we're going to give you your money. That's a good thing. It's a smart investment, even if it's a reputational investment. So that's an interesting component of this game. I really don't want to talk too much about the Drain Injury because there will be more to talk about when we have additional information. Once the MRI is done on Wednesday, I'll have a much better idea. Under normal circumstances, I would probably record a, he called an emergency podcast after that news came comes out, but I'm actually going to be at the sports innovation conference at Stanford tomorrow and then doing the Twitter NBA show second screen and then other stuff tomorrow night. So this podcast will come out close to its normal time on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, even if the news comes out earlier, I I just will not be in the capacity to do it. So I apologize for that. But also, I just don't want to do, do too much in speculation. I think back to when, for Dumped On, Nate and I, after Demari Carroll got hurt in the playoffs, basically wrote him off, said, oh, you know, that looked really bad. He's going to be out for the whole rest of the playoffs. Came back, I think, after a couple of games. And it can go the other way as well, where it doesn't look as bad, and then there's something larger wrong. So it is irresponsible to speculate, and there will be plenty of other time to do so. And the Warriors, it was an interesting game in the sense that, I fully expected after that first quarter, they were down 40 to 26. They looked listless, especially after, after the Durant injury tail end of a back to back, even though it wasn't the most expansive first game, just to go through all that. The wizards are a very good team. They especially have a strong starting five. I expected it to be more like when the warriors went to Memphis and got handled and just kind of cratered. And that is not what happened in this game. They, they, didn't really narrow the lead too much in that second quarter. Cut ended up cutting it only by 2 points and then went on a big run at the start early in the in the third quarter. And what makes that more impressive is that as I just mentioned, Washington has a very good starting 5 and Of course, the Warriors were not playing with their standard starting five because Kevin Durant was out. They primarily used Patrick McCaw in that capacity. Did a good job. I think McCaw is a nice fit there considering the Warriors do not need a ton of playmaking in that spot. Incidentally, it would actually have been a great position if Brandon Rush had been able to to be a part of the Warriors this year. He would probably be the most natural fit for that. But McCaw, low usage, good defense, smart makes the right decisions. I think he's the best fit unless they really want to overextend Andre Godala, which I would not do at this point. It's still the regular season. The Warriors are still favored to be the one seed considering how good they were last year. And yeah, this is not like, oh, well, Durant's a big upgrade over Harrison Barnes, but look what they did with Barnes because they don't have Harrison Barnes right now either. So if Durant is out for any extended period, it changes the math a little bit, but not so much where I think it's a huge deal. So I wouldn't push... Iguodala or Livingston too much and Livingston had a, a very nice game as well. I, I thought that Kerr ended up going with some interesting configurations with Duran out. Livingston got a little bit heavier of a burden and looked good for the most part. He was more comfortable getting a shot and it looks like he had an ankle issue. I think it was with his his right ankle. And then all of a sudden he busts out not only a nice dunk, which was shocking. It was like two minutes after he went after he went down and was holding his ankle, but then he also got a nice block. And Livingston is probably not gonna play. He played 24 minutes tonight, probably not gonna log more than that in a in a common game. But the Warriors will probably use him a little bit more with Stephen Curry to get more shot creation out there, especially when Draymond is out. I don't particularly love Livingston and Green together with a lot of other non-shooters even though they're both smart guys and good ball movers it gets a little bit packed but playing Livingston and Curry together alleviates a lot of those concerns and so Maybe something with Curry, Curry Livingston, and McCaw could work relatively well, especially if they can get spacing from the four or the five, depending on like David West or something like that. I'd like to see the Warriors go with some different configurations. So they were behind the whole first half and then came back in that third quarter, and it was pretty nip and tuck the rest of the way. I fully expected the game to be, after what happened in the third quarter, to be decided in the early fourth when both... Curry and John Wall were out the Wizards took a small lead and then actually the Warriors cut that cut that lead out and actually held a small advantage of their own when Curry came back in McCall was shooting free throws which I think put the Warriors up too when Curry came back in the game and from that point until three seconds left in the game when Markeith Morris hit hit his second free throw. It was a one-possession game the whole way. Nip and tuck, both teams had plenty of chances to push the lead a little bit or to just swing the dynamics, including Stephen Curry missing a three on the second-to-last possession of the game. It was a tough shot just in terms of distance. The look was clean. Kelly Oubre did not get a good contest out there. But, you know, sometimes those don't go in. Curry was not 0 for 11, but he was 2 for 9 from 3 in this game. And I think that the, the biggest takeaway beyond all of the Durant stuff and signing Matt Barnes is that the Warriors did show heart. And they came back in a game that it would have been totally defensible for them to just let go because they it's it's a regular season they didn't need to exert themselves they have nothing to prove against the Wizards a team that they've handled for a long time I think they'd won six straight in DC before this game and a team that they are prohibitively unlikely to face in an important playoff game or an important playoff series which of course is the same thing with an Eastern Conference team So they didn't have a statement to make in that realm. They already won the game yesterday, still have a lot more of this road trip to go, including a game in Chicago on Thursday. So it was nice to see them really gut it out and pull it out and and cut that margin against Washington's starting five was, was significant in and of itself, and also because... No warrior had, at least of the starting five, really had a, a standout game. Draymond Green's 14 assists tied a career high. He also made two big threes late, which was significant in the sense that you never really know where you're going to get it. It feels like it will be found money for the remainder of his prime. Just he he can make them sometimes. He doesn't make them other times. That is not meant as a criticism. That's just the way that it is. Livingston looked good. Like the bench, I thought actually did a pretty good job overall in the game, but. There weren't really those kind of standouts when Washington had some really nice performances. Bradley Beal was an absolute monster in that first quarter. He had 16 points on just seven shooting possessions because he made three of three from three and made a free throw. And then John Wall was ridiculous. He had 19 assists, five turnovers. And to get close in a game like that against the opponent that was close to full strength they're actually going to be getting Brandon Jennings soon it sounds like that's what the reporting is looking like so but you can't count a guy who has not played a single minute for a team this season as being something other than full strength so they got a nice performance at uh, stretches from Jan Mahinmi Kelly Oubre was all right and so the Warriors took Something relatively close to the Wizards' best shot, especially because they were 42% from three, made 90% of their free throws, and still got close without Kevin Durant and with. And not in the way that without Kevin Durant in terms of, you know, oh, he was out and we could plan for it the whole time It is very different when you are playing without someone and the injury or circumstance, whatever, ejection, early ejection happens in the course of the game because you can't game plan for that ahead of time. You can adjust and you can plan for it. And they did a good job overall. They they went to some different alignments, went to some different approaches. And the biggest potential silver lining of a Durant injury, and this only applies if it's relatively short, let's say if it's a month or less, is that the Warriors have the ability now to try out some different configurations. One thing I talked about in my piece for The Athletic, which is already up, is the possibility of using David West more at power forward. The Warriors have been reluctant to use Kevon Looney and James Michael McAdoo at the four. McAdoo's played at the five. He actually played crunch time minutes today, which I was opposed to, but because he's not as good as David West or Zaza Pachulia in particular, JaVale's a little bit more complicated. So I'd like to see West play a little bit more in those circumstances. I think that he can be an asset at power forward and my little pet theory that I've been floating with the Warriors on this podcast and other forums as well over the last few weeks is the idea that a bench heavy lineup that would probably involve Pachulia and David West playing the four and the five would be logical for when the Warriors go to a lineup that a configuration that relies more on Draymond at center because if they can stop up a few minutes with that combination it could work really well and incidentally Matt Barnes could be a good fit for that doesn't need the ball in his hands a whole lot, can provide defense. Maybe even you play Barnes and Iguodala together, you would probably want more shooting at the one in that, maybe than Sean Livingston. But anyway, the idea of a bench heavy unit, maybe even all five non starters, would be very, very useful for the Warriors to have. And those kinds of configurations and alignments, you can really only do when you're missing players and when you're trying to make it all work. So, we will have to see how they approach all of this and what they're really looking for. But that's the nature of the NBA. I mean, the the hope is always for Durant, for anybody else, that the injuries that you see are less serious than it could be and that they come back fine. They come back on percent as, as soon as is reasonable and that during that period of time whatever team is affected can make the most of it by trying different alignments, trying different things and seeing if any of those work in a way that they can benefit moving forward. And those sorts of opportunities happen over the course of an 82 game season in the NBA and are not often afforded in other sports just because of those structures. So... We'll see if the Warriors can take advantage of that. We'll see how long they have to to see if they can make it work. But those questions will be answered at another time. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to send any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent, Danny NBA at gmail.com, at Danny LaRue on Twitter. You can also support the show by leaving a rating, leaving a review or subscribing, downloading every episode. Those things are really big helps for us in terms of ratings and and everything else. And just as we try to get more sponsors. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day. Rush into Old Navy today for this can't-miss-one-day deal. 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Get the workout wear you need at a huge 50% off one day only today. Hurry in or miss out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid ten twenty select styles only, excludes in-store clearance. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network.